Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. I'm so excited that you are here. I am honored that you are here. I never take it for granted that you are investing your time to receive here, and that is such an honor. Thank you. And my prayer is that you are blessed by what you hear here, that you apply what you hear, that you ask for the help and support that you need, that you are guided straight to it, and that God blesses you in receiving here and continues to do so. So thank you for being here. It is an honor to be on the journey with you. We have a special episode today. I sit down with my dear friend Susie that I just am so grateful that God connected me to and you'll hear she's amazing and she graciously shares her story and her testimony of all the ways that God is working in her life. So be sure to listen all the way through to this episode. We talk a little bit about the God's Vibes Mastermind in this episode and why that's relevant to you is that enrollment is open right now, but it is closing, okay? So you've got a couple of days to get plugged in there. When you enroll, you get instant access to what we call prep week, which is pre-work. It's a whole week of content before the content, which is a great thing to do. We've got a holiday coming up, so this is a great way to sort of ease your way right in. You get access to so many bonuses, one of them being all of the monthly calls and challenges that we do. You get instant access to all of that on demand. So you get to watch it anytime that you want, go back and re-listen and digest all of the gold that was dropped review the notes and get ongoing support on that content. So that's one of the great bonuses that you do get, which is insane. You also get weekly live coaching and to get to be a part of a beautiful community that is growing in God. And that's a rare thing to find. So when you find it, what are you going to do with that? Let it pass you by or get plugged in? Asking for a friend. I don't know. That's on you, right? But you have an opportunity to get plugged in. You are invited. It would be such a beautiful blessing to have you be a part of this and get access to all that God wants to do through this. You are invited. You are welcome here. It's www.courageco.org to get plugged in. We do have a payment plan option if that's more reasonable for you at this time. You can also currently save 33% when you pay in full. All right. So when you enroll, you'll get instant access to the prep week. Our first official live call will be July 10th. Okay, the week of July 10th is when the content opens. The first call is that Thursday, July 13th. Okay, so get plugged in now, www.courageco.org. And then also know that we've got two things coming up. We've got a challenge at the end of July. So first we've got a masterclass. It's coming up on July 6th. This is gonna be a good one. It's about clarifying and mastering your message. Then we also have a challenge coming up. Let's see if I can take a look at my dates here. It's going to be on July, no, July 18th through 20th is going to be our next challenge. So you can get plugged into these inside of Courage Co. We have something called a Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle. So you can join us monthly or you can pay a one-time fee to get instant access to all of that and join us live. And then of course, when you get plugged into the mastermind, you get it for free. You just do, among so many other things. So be on the lookout for those July 6th and then July 18th through 20th the next masterclass and the next 
challenge, okay? All right, guys, without further ado, let's dive in to this episode. I am so excited for this episode. I just know how God is going to move and guide our entire conversation. This is my dear friend, Susie. Susie, welcome. I'm so excited. I'm nervous. You guys can't see her, but she's all dressed up for me today, and it's just beautiful. (laughs) So good. Well, Susie, tell a little bit about you for people that don't know you. Who are you? Oh, wow. Okay, so I am a first daughter of God. Amen. That is first and foremost. Um, Daughter of my parents, sister. I am a married and mother of four adult children and five grandchildren. So um, I have a bookkeeping business. My husband and I do farming and I have an egg business. We farm with our boy, the two younger boys. And um, it's just busy, busy, busy. And you have to add what you've been training for. And I have ran two marathons. Uh Uh, One was on my 50th birthday. Because what else do you do on your 50th? (laughs) I can think of a few things, but it's it's great that you chose that. <laughs> Kids didn't think that was too cool, but they ran with me. Some of them did. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm training for my third marathon, um, and it's in the end of July. But uh, I had a little bit of an injury, so I might be having a little shift here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. I love it. And you, I think you were sharing with me too. You have all your goals written on a door or something. Well, instead of a bucket list, I got this friend in a running group and it was, I think I was like 53. So I think I had seven years and it was 60 things to do before I turned 60. Love this. Thinking about death, you're thinking about, you know, longer term goals. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've done quite a few of them, but um, didn't even write down 60 of them. I think I have like 50. Yes, we're working on that part. I just and love that you have this too, because it's also a way for, you know, even your kids or people around you to see what you are pursuing and what you are challenging yourself to do. Like how inspiring. It's not like you're telling them what to do. You're just showing them and they get to witness you do it. So powerful. So it's. I probably, since I just turned 59, probably won't have them all done, some of the major big ones, but I have one was a a run an epic marathon, um, which I got into the uh, lottery to run the New York City Marathon. So that was epic. It was just, if anybody ever wants to run a marathon, that is the one. Yeah. (laughs) Unreal. So inspiring. Can't even. (laughs) Yeah. So. A little bit, I feel like what's helpful to hear is a little bit about your God journey. I think that we all have so, such unique stories and encounters with God that it's helpful when we hear that there's not a straight path, right? Like, so I'm just curious to hear what your journey with God has been. Like, were you raised with God? How has that evolved? Raised in a Catholic family, um, grew up in the Catholic church, uh, you know, raised the kids in the Catholic church, then kind of started drifting away. Um, And there was just always questions of, you know, I didn't, I never really read the Bible and I would 
pray to God when like I needed something or when I was hurting or, or something like that. Yeah. And then um, a couple, three years ago, I started reading The Purpose Driven Life. Mm. And I can talk straight to God. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so then I had um, some things come up in my marriage. And um, so I, I just focused a lot on uh, taking everything to God and would have one-on-one conversations with him. Um, give him all my frustrations or my hurts or my joy and um, just started hearing things, you know, back to me and I would pray and I'd journal and like if I was having an issue, I would say, God, please, you know, show me what to do. And I would a lot of times just randomly open up my Bible and there's what I needed. Just here, here you go. This is what I'm showing you. Yes. And um, then that brings me to how I met you, <laughs> which um, is quite the story. Um, so each year I kind of do, okay, what do I want to focus on this year? And I knew I needed to start running to train for this marathon. Um, I had been, I do a lot of, I have done a lot of self-help stuff, yeah. books, um, I started leaning towards doing coaching, um, but it just wasn't feeling, I, I got sort of certified, um, but it just wasn't feeling right. And that was, you know, when all of this was happening and I just felt like, okay, I'm not, I'm not finding my niche and I'm just, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, what I wanted to focus on and who do I need to, you know, help. And, um, then I started feeling like, you know, I want to talk about God, but we don't talk about God, you know, a lot of, you know, it's just, you say, Oh, I'm praying for you. Well, what does that really mean? Right. And so I was praying to God, please show me, guide me, send somebody to me that, you know, I can kind of launch this coaching, but in the way that you want me to do it. And I don't know, this Juliana page email kept popping up and I kept deleting them, deleting them. And then I'm like, I don't know who this is. I get so many of these random, you know, these emails. And so between Christmas and New Year's, I'm praying, God, how, how do you want me? Where do you want me to take this? Do I want to do the coaching? Do I just stick with all the bookkeeping? What, are, where do you want me to go with this? Yeah. And. Um, you know, I did journaling and prayed and then I went, checked my emails and there's Juliana Page again. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Stop and read it. So I stopped, I read it and I'm like, oh, wow, it's God's five mastermind. It's <laughs> pretty good. That kind of sounds like what I want, might want to do. I could pray on that for a little bit. And um, basically it was God saying like, 15 minutes. I kept, you know, I'm going to go pray later. I'll, I'll check it out tomorrow. And it's just like, you've been praying for me to give you someone. I've given her to you. You keep dumping her in the trash. Got it. Don't hesitate. Just do it. Oh, so good. Like, okay. Da -da -da. Signed up for your mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was just, I mean, it was seriously. I forgive you for throwing me in the trash. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was crazy. Um, I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad, you know, he, I was listening when I needed to listen. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. I want to highlight two things because I feel like it is so beautiful how you embody this and model away. Like one, prayer, you, you kind of said this, like in how we're taught sometimes, like we pray when we're desperate or we pray when we're like helpless or powerless or when we finally get to this place of just being in total need, right? But prayer is actually demonstrating that you depend on God. So walking by faith is a life of depending on God. That's actually what it means, right? So prayer is proof that you're depending on God, not your logic, not yourself, not your strength, not your circumstances. You are literally depending on God to lead, guide, and establish you. So right. I love that you do this because I am so inspired by how God constantly responds to you, like instantly. Like you ask him a question, he's like, here we go. And you're like, but wait. I need this thing. And he's like, hello, here you go. And he gets like louder. It's the coolest thing to witness. So I think that that is so, so beautiful. And then I think another thing that's really powerful when people are thinking about making that jump, you mentioned purpose-driven life really helped you do this. Same to me as well. I actually oh. have that workbook as well, like the purpose-driven life workbook, because there's devotional items in there as well. And you just don't think that you can talk to God, but I have identified it as doing a soul scan. So, you know, a little bit about this now, but I just think of going through the airport full body scan, you know, right. scanning you for all the things. Right. But it's sort of like doing that before God, because he knows what's happening inside of you anyway. Like he knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're feeling. He knows what you're frustrated about. He knows what's happening in your heart. Like he knows. So it's almost like the quicker you scan yourself and get honest with him, like, okay, by scanning, I mean, think about what I've been thinking about. Like, is there anything, any thoughts that are weighing heavy on my mind? Is there anything that I'm thinking that's not lined up with what God's word says? Is there anything that I am meditating on that is leading me in a direction that's not progressive for my life? Then I'll move into my feelings. I'm like, okay, what emotions have I been living in recently? And do I need to look at any of those? Because if I'm in anxiety, like what, what's happening there? There's no trust. There's no dependency. There's no surrender. Like something's happening. Where's that coming from? So is there anything that I need to look at? Or I'll look at my heart. Is, is there anything heavy in there? Is there a seed that got planted that God didn't plant there? Is there a judgment towards somebody else? A, you know, a criticism or something? Is there unforgiveness rooted in there? Like what's up? And then I'm like, here it is, God. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like, let's go through this together. Like guide me in how to develop my character, guide me in how to renew my mind in this moment, guide me in how to see this differently and show up differently. And then he does. And it comes into full on character development, but you do this so well, right? Like, so you essentially are scanning yourself with this, I would call it radical accountability every single day where you're constantly looking at your brain and like, hmm. What's been happening up there? Like, maybe I didn't respond well in that moment. How do I change that in the future, right? Like, you are really doing transformative work every day, and that is the work. But I think because it's hard, so many of us just dismiss it. Even just like this morning, like I was telling you. Yeah. We scheduled before 9 o'clock. Yeah. And things were coming at me last night. Yeah. And 
almost canceled. I can't do this podcast. And I'm like, okay, can we just change the time? Yes. <laughs> Same thing. And I'm like, okay, it's not that I don't want to do it. But then I had a mind shift. It's like somebody doesn't want me to have that this message out there. Huh. You're trying to undermine, you know, undermine me to say you're not doing this. Um, so I'm like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Let's. So, yeah. Yes. So it's it's so powerful. I think we were. I'm not sure where we were talking about this, but somewhere in this world over here, we were talking about how you can really distinguish something from being God or the enemy by how it's presenting itself, right? Like if it's an accusation, if it's a criticism, if it's a fear, God doesn't talk to you like that, right? Mm-hmm. God reassures, he affirms, he encourages, he builds up, he restores, right? So even if he has a correction, it's usually a gentle, hey, what happened there? You gonna fix that? <laughs> You know what I mean? It's not like this huge call out ministry. It's like something where there's this impression in your spirit. Like he's like, Hey, you didn't handle that. Well, how about we do this? And you're like, okay, thank you. You know what I mean? But when it's the enemy, it's like, you can't do that. Who do you think you are? You're not worthy. You don't have anything special to say, right? Like that's the enemy. And I promise you when you are letting the enemy rule, and reign in your life, he sends people that operate under his influence. So then you'll see haters all over, you know, your, your email, your social media, whatever's public, right? Your family, right? Sometimes even family members can be used to say opinions and things like, why are you doing that? Right. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's a huge thing for what you're bringing up here where you can really identify, wait a minute, that's not, that's not God. That's clearly not what I need to be listening to or partnering with. And I'm going to choose to do this instead. So you ended up what? You ended up reaching out and just asking to reschedule the time. Instead of canceling. Instead of canceling. You're like, wait a minute. (laughs) Just need a little more time to prepare, which is fine. So flexible with me. (laughs) (laughs) We can work with this. We can work with this. Letting you get away with this. I'm like, no, nice try. What else you got? So good. Um, so tell yeah. me a little bit about because on your God journey now you're brought into the God's Vibes Mastermind, which for somebody that doesn't know what that is, break down what is happening in there because you might not have even known. You just knew it was an answer to your prayer, and that's all you needed to know. Which I love that because that's how I operate at this point too. I'm like, if God sends it, I'm moving in at it. Yeah, yeah. First, first I like that it's not on the Facebook platform. It's on Mighty Networks, yes. I love the platform much better. Yeah. You know, at first it's like, okay, you know, videos, yeah, you know, you watch them, da-da-da-da-da. And it worked out perfect because I like to watch them and then go back and then process them. So I put you on my run on the treadmill in the morning. (laughs) Listen to you. Yeah. running and then um you weekly phone calls i haven't been able to get on to every single one but the ones that i do um i was there for a reason yeah Uh, and so those you know the community just being able to talk to people like hey i prayed this morning this is what happened and they're like you know this is you know just yeah having people with the same 
things that are happening, just maybe different ways. Um, and then you don't feel like I'm out here, you know, being a Jesus freak. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'm just, um, we're all different, but we're all God's daughters. And, and then, you know, just all of your other, um, the freebies, the monthly coaching, um, challenges. And, uh, you know, I love the 30 day walk with, you know, faith walking. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's just a great safe place to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting too. You have such a unique way of relating with the mastermind content, really all content that's in Courage Co. in general, but it's almost like you're asking God about something and then he guides you to the exact lesson that's like literally word for word what you ask. Like, it's the weirdest thing. You have to speak to this because it's so cool to hear that that's exactly what's happening for you. There's been some, and I I can't specifically say, I mean, there's like times when I've had something happen and I'm like, I'm just going to go upstairs and run. I don't want to listen to anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm not turning Juliana on. No, done. And then it's like that little voice. Yes. Just side so scroll, click on one. Exactly what I needed to hear. Yeah. Um, the most recent one was um, I was doing my journaling and praying and somehow the Holy Spirit came up and I'm like, okay. I really need to know more about the Holy Spirit. I kind of had looked at it, you know, a couple years ago. Less, it kept coming back to me. So um, I wrote down Holy Spirit and um, it talked about the acts. And so I wrote that, read the acts, and then just started um, writing some certain things down. You know, he's a comforter. Yeah. He's you know, uh, guiding us. Cause then I did a prayer guide, you know, Holy spirit, please guide me, you know, to where you want to lead me, help me to hear your voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just a prayer and stuff. And then I get a little notification ding. Um, and you had, you know, posted a podcast on this was Tuesday. Uh-huh. It was Holy shift. And it was about the Holy spirit. Huh. Like, wow. We <laughs> <laughs> had not communicated or anything, which is the coolest thing. The morning, so it's a Tuesday, it was Tuesday and it was the morning. I was gonna go right on the treadmill. I was a little bit, I have this calf injury, so I'm back down to you know only running three miles yeah. on Tuesday and Thursday, where I was up to you know eight, six to eight, and um and so I was kind of in a funk and I'm just like, okay, start journaling. And then um, I was just going to go up, turn music on. And then I stopped your ding that, you know, podcast is up and I'm like, oh, okay, this is it. And yeah. so, <laughs> it was good. And just things like that. It's just kind of gives me goosebumps. It is but- And I just to encourage you or anybody listening in this to not just dismiss these as like, Oh, that's just coincidence. No, like this is literally how God moves and it can happen all the time. It's like putting a demand on the spirit and where you have this hunger, God meets that need. He feeds that hunger. He fills it with the substance of your need, right? So it's not like, how could I have known? Like an example of this too, 
I did an episode on God's vibes recently on psychological warfare. I'm like, you know, that's not what I want to like sit down and riff on today and flow in. Like, it's just not, no, <laughs> it would not be my choice. Right. I was just like, not, not feeling it, but I know the tug enough to know, like, but this is necessary. Like you have to break this down. And the overwhelming response was crazy of all the people that were like, oh my God, like, are there notes to this? Like I was listening in the car, like, are you going to break this down? So we are actually going to talk about some of that on the master your emotions challenge coming up next week, just because so many people were like, oh my God, this is so good. Right. And we're just not trained, but I know now that whenever you have this ask, sometimes we don't even voice it out loud, but whenever we have it, I call it the secret petition of your heart. God answers, right? Ask and you shall receive knock and the door shall be open, right? Like that is so literal, but you have to keep doing it. Right. And then you'll see him over and over and over show up for you. And you just demonstrate that all of the time. And it is so wild, like literally like the words of messages in the mastermind, you would be talking about something or working through something. God is highlighting something to you. And then you're like, and then I clicked on this next day, day three of week three or something. And you clicked on it. It's the exact title of what you were working through. And I'm like, God is so amazing. Like, um, so in, you know, in Courage Co with the month, uh, weekly, um, listen, there's Friday fire. Oh yeah. There's, um, virtual small groups every single week on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. Yeah. So this last a week ago, Friday, no. I, um, kept getting this, you know, nudge to get on this Friday fire with Shelby. And I'm like, no, I just, I don't feel it. I just don't want to do it. I don't. I don't have time and I'm making my coffee and I'm like, no, I got too much to do. And it just kept coming back at me. And so I thought, okay, I can always hop off. Yeah. You know, I don't, I'm like, I don't even know the people that are in this group, you know, other than Shelby. Yeah. And, you. and so, <laughs> so I finally, I finally thought, okay, okay, it's seven o'clock. I'll, I'll just hop on real quick. And, you know, I can always just get right back off. Yeah. So Shelby's like, Hey, you know, and so we talking and talking and I'm like, Oh, we have a lot in common and, you know, just relationships and stuff like that and things we're working on. And it ended up just being Shelby and I, nobody else got on the call and she's like, this, she said, this has happened more times than not that just one person who needed to just talk was on the call. Yeah. And I just after talking with her, I just felt so much better. Yeah. And um, just, it was just nice talking to someone who, you know, is in a similar situation. So, yeah. Yeah. And it was, I, but I just kept, nope, not going to do it. Not not gonna talk enough. So yeah. And every time you do, I think that that's such a valuable lesson that every time you do, God rewards you. Right? You are always, it's almost like he never leaves you worse off than he found you. It's like whenever you meet with him, he always leaves you to better. And he leaves you so much better than when he first met with you. Right. Yeah. His presence and start getting impacted with everything good that he has to pour out onto you and you just receive you leave full. Right. 
And and the whole thing is you've talked about radical obedience. Yeah. Um, one thing is, um, what is the uh, what do you say where delayed obedience is still yeah. disobedience? That's it. Delayed yeah. obedience is still disobedience. So even if it's what you're describing, where it's like, nah, I don't feel like it, but you know it's God, and you just try to keep putting it off. Yeah. Right. It's almost as if you get tormented kind of that's a strong word but like you just things don't flow they start to build up it gets worse like you get moody like there's like crazy things that start happening in your life when it would have just been an easy just obey yes and when I obey then my mind because I have so much stuff to do it just flips where I felt I'm more focused I get it I end up getting more done yeah making that amount of time you know with what God told me to do, yeah. then it would have disobeyed. And then my day would have been a mess. <laughs> Amazing. Right. Like I, I think about that. It's like, we think that, and I hear this, right. We think that surrendering or that trusting or that humbling ourselves before God, right. Really that means submitting to his leadership, recognizing that there's a a higher solution, a higher thought, a higher way than what we currently have access to. And if we submit ourselves to that, we can access it. So although those seem like bad words, <laughs> especially to like independent, self-sufficient, high achieving humans, right? Like those, those seem like, oh no, I could never, right? Like I can't surrender. Do you understand? Because we think it's giving up or we think that it's quitting or we think that it's going to somehow not work for our good when really it's going to advance us and progress us and promote us and so many other things. But while that is hard, it is so much harder to not do it. And then when you can see the difference, you're like, there's the saying, choose your heart. And it's like, okay, I'm going to do the hard walk by faith move because the walk by self move never serves me. Yeah. I've been trying that for a long time. And I think something that you love too, I I just believe that you can't self-help your way through life. And I think that that really spoke to you because I was somebody that was, you know, probably a self-help junkie, right? Oh, like I can just learn how to master myself and I can get all this knowledge and apply it to my life and I'll be like successful. And it sounds good. Like that sounds like that should be the path until you recognize you can't change yourself. Right. Right. It's when I started getting into the coaching side, uh, my daughter and I took a nutrition course to become nutritional practitioners. And she, she tells a story that she grew up on. Um, uh, oh gosh. What are those? Now my mind just went blank. My because he grew up on tomatoes and he grew up on the pop tarts. Oh, pop tarts. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> and I always laugh that one night you guys get vegetables, the next night you get your meat, and the next night you get your potatoes, but don't cook a full meal. Yeah. Um, and so we did this course and we were, you know, going to be, have a, a business together and everything. And she decided to have a child. <laughs> Fair enough. It just got busy, but when we were going through that, I'm not like the science side of it, you know, the macros, the micros, all of that. Yeah. I was like, okay, why when I like have 10 pounds to lose or anybody has 
you know, wants to lose weight or get healthy, do you do the self-sabotaging? Mm. I can down to, yep. you know, need eight pounds and I will sabotage myself. And so I'm like, why, why is that? It's in your, in your head. So I started kind of doing more research about that. What, you know, why don't people want to be healthy? Um, you know, what's going on, what, you know, underlying issues yeah. led me to, you know, the, the coaching. And then I was being coached and I'm like, I really want to do that because it's not just, you need to, you know, exercise and lose weight and count your calories and stuff. It's why are you sabotaging yourself? Whether it's in a business, in a relationship, yeah. uh, physical. And so that brought me into the coaching side of it, but I went to a certification and I, I really liked it. And then we were kind of back, you know, the mentoring each other. And, um, I would start talking about God and it was received from some people and some people, you know, just kind of brushed it aside. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's what I'm missing. Yeah. And I can coach myself all day long, yeah. but if I don't have God helping me, you know, and, you know, uh, so he's, you know, like you say, master coach, he's my master. Coach. 100%. Um, that's what I want to, get help people with you have to have god in work relationship you know yeah anything you want to try to do in life it's so good i think i had shared this story with you right like when i first got involved with coaching this is back in like 2009 and very like early on that journey and i didn't know god like i do today right but i had just heard that you have to get rid of this business and i'm like but what it took me so long to find it you know what I mean? <laughs> i'm like oh my god like i just figured out like why i'm on this earth and all of a sudden you want me to kill this thing it's like the abraham slaying isaac moment i'm like but why like this is like terrifying but it's like i just knew um prior to this i had broken two wrists right you're probably familiar with that story so i already knew what happens when you don't listen <laughs> to a prompting like that i'm like we're not doing that again so as scary as this is that is not an option and so in hindsight, when I started very much just submitting my life to him and walking with him, he had given me the download of why he had told me to do that. And he just asked me a question, where were you pointing people? Right. Can you say that you were really serving them? Right? Like you might've been walking them through like a really cool tool, giving them like a fun model to use, you know, pointing them to another great book to read or some like really powerful information. Like that's good, good and fine. But are you giving them another addiction? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, dang. Like <laughs> way to call a girl. You know what I mean? It was so humbling that I'm like loud and clear, like now what? Right. And it was just so, so powerful. But I think about that all the time. Like, are we really serving people when we just give them more information? Right. right. Information cannot do what revelation can. It just cannot. And it's like, that's what we need more of. We need more revelation from God. There's things that God can reveal directly to you that are intimate details about your life and your future, this good plan that he has for you, right? That will help you and serve you in a way that no information can, right? Yeah. It is It is phenomenal. So I love that you're highlighting that because 
it's almost like getting all the degrees. That's great. Like you can have all the degrees, but still like you're going to be pointing people to a status or to an expertise and not to God. So how are you really helping them? Right. You're showing right. how great you are, how, how much of an expert you are, how great you are at commanding this knowledge or this topic, but how is that serving them truly? It's, it's like, so what, on one of our calls, group calls um yeah. you know, I was running and you know talking <laughs> anyway and um I had said I think it was that I said I have to go run now so I've got to leave the call yeah. and I'm like I don't really like to run you know yeah. I, honestly I really don't love running yeah. afterwards yes how it makes me feel and um, when I when I always ran, like when I did the New York City Marathon, yeah. um, in, I got in on the lottery. But to inspire me to keep going, I um, started fundraising. And so I had over $8,000 that people donated. And that is what made me feel good, inspiring people to, you know. Yes. Run, but you know to donate for a good cause for cancer and um my my um uncle my godfather had died um in april of that year and then one of my cousins um on my dad's side um had died two or three weeks later both of cancer so i'm like you know what i'm gonna raise money for cancer and so doing something it made me commit to running and to training for that marathon because I had people, you know, I, I kept posting to get people to donate. So I had to post my journey and training with this marathon, you had said, well, okay, so why are you running a marathon? Yeah. Ask yourself, why are you really doing it? Yeah. And I had to come back to, um, okay. I like inspiring people. I wanted to do some posts, but I, you know, the whole talk about God thing, <laughs> you know, and didn't want to feel like an imposter, or whatever, preachy. And um, so I, um, you had, I'm going to kind of just read this. You had challenged me to step out boldly and courageously yep. with what you call the heaven sent idea, yes. you know, to use my um, marathon training. Yes. And because life is tra like training for a marathon. What have I learned with training, endurance, um, perseverance? And how is that? How is how does that help people in their lives? Yeah. Um, it's not a sprint. And yeah. then I've had to shift my mindset with this whole injury thing. Because the marathon is what six weeks away. Yeah. <laughs> Half marathon right now. So I was talking to my training buddy, and because she's going to run the marathon, she ran 21 miles the other day. <laughs> and um, I said, you know what? My mindset is I'm still training. I'm still in this for the long haul. It's a long term. I want to. I not that I hate running. It's just you know, 
if I run a few miles, that that feels good. If it's the long hard. Yeah. You know, you're always going to have those hard things in life. It's not like once I run the marathon, I'm ah, I'm done. I don't have to ever do this again. No, it's, it's you know, like if you reach a goal, you set a goal and you reach it, you don't stop growing. You don't stop learning. You just, you know, you just, you know, up your goal or do a different goal or learn something new. Yeah. And that's just like with my running, I'm not going to stop once I hit July 29th yeah. because it makes me feel healthy. It makes yeah. me feel better. And then if I can inspire and keep people going, whether they, you know, just get out and walk or just the whole, you know, life is a, like running a marathon, you know, you've got to go well, the, you know, the injuries are going to come, the bad things are going to come, a relationship may break up, um, you may have to heal, you'll have times, you know, those endorphins. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's the whole purpose of this marathon yeah. training. It's amazing. And the most beautiful part of this, too, is it came from this place of, like, I hate running. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? And then it turned into this like huge thing. Actually, like it's such a great metaphor for life and doing life with God, right? Like, cause God is a God of process in the world. We learn to just run after things and we don't even know why we're running with such intensity, usually in the wrong direction. Right. We're going full speed ahead in a direction that doesn't even make sense for who we are. Like we're not actually being our authentic self. And then like running so fast to be this version of who we think we need to be. And then we're trying to pursue these dreams and goals that aren't even ours. We just think we should have them and we're running so hard after those things. And then when it comes down to actually what we do care about and prioritize, it doesn't even hit our schedule. And then we wonder why we're miserable. And it's like, well, you've been running in the wrong direction. You don't even know why you're running. Like, of course you're miserable, right? So when you think about process, it's so powerful what you're learning when you're running, right? In the Bible, right? It says, run your race with endurance. Well, what does that mean? Like, that's already teaching you that this is a long race, man. You can't just like burn out the first mile. You ain't, you ain't gonna make it, <laughs> right? Like, you gotta learn a steady pace. And I think what you are really learning in a word is steadfastness. Right. I can feel this uncomfortable feeling, but I can still be committed to my process. Or like, I can, I can overcome this challenge and not even like it, but still be committed to my process and keep showing up. Or I can not really have any desire at all to show up today, but still run those miles, right? Like you're learning how to be steadfast because there's this bigger purpose of why you're running. Yeah. Right? And then the other piece is that when you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Yes. And that's what I love. Like when we are like, tracking with God, when we are aligned and tracking, right? This is the whole God's vibes matter thing. When you're actually aligned with him, which is one thing, when you're tracking with him, like you're in step with him, right? Then if he throws an opportunity your way, you're ready for it. It is not fun when you come across an opportunity and you miss it because you weren't ready or you weren't paying attention and you find out about it in hindsight. So better to stay ready than having to get ready. So that's, we're always in training. Okay. Right. Like anybody, like the physical is so great because you can get 
an understanding of it so quickly. Sometimes when we're focusing on our insides, it's a little bit harder to break down because we're not trained to focus there, but physical you get, you get, if you don't train, you don't have muscle mass, right? (laughs) You get, if you haven't been like practicing the mileage that you can't just suddenly run all those mileage, you don't have any endurance for that, right? You get, if you don't have proper technique, things will start falling apart. Or if you don't have the right tools, like even having the wrong running shoes will like ruin your entire objective. Yes. (laughs) I had this little quote on my treadmill. They used to just run on on the treadmill, never ran outside. Yeah. (laughs) Because I I really didn't start running until I was 48, other than in high school. But always the girl with the brown paper bag that had to breathe into it because I would hyperventilate and pass out. Um, so it, I can't remember the exact, but it, the basic meaning was um, if you, uh, if you don't, oh, let's see. If you don't want to have to keep starting over, don't quit. So good. You know, consistent with your training, with your running, with that, anything, you know, don't give up. Don't quit. Because you, know, you would you would start, you would run, and then you'd stop, and then say, "Oh, I'm going to sign up for another race." Well, then you're like starting all over again. Right. Consistent and continuing on, just like you were saying. With you can't just talk to God when um, things aren't going good or whatever, and then you know, hey, I need you again. It's a con. Hey, I'm in that desperate place again. Help. <laughs> Like, you know, I just really just talk to him all the time. And if, when I'm journaling, I'm journaling what happened or whatever. And I'm like, okay, God, well, you know this, but I'm just writing it down so that I remember it. Because I know you, you'll remember it, but I need to remember this and be able to come back to it and see yes. what happened. Yes. Yeah. So connecting journaling to that is so powerful too, because it's almost like that's how you build a track record with God. Like I, I date every page to this date to this day. I will write down like themes. I'll eventually like at the end of the year, go through and highlight what God was teaching me or what the seasons were about. It's so, so powerful because you have now this history with God talked about in one of the, I don't know if it was a challenge or a masterclass, but we talked about this really powerful exercise of writing out a timeline so it's yeah. like, okay, here's all, like literally from like when you were born to like where you are today, you just hash mark a timeline. So I would just do it in years of like five, like five, 10, 15, 20, and you just hash it all out. And then you write down what was happening in your life on the bottom, like huge life events that you can remember. And then in the top, you write down what God was doing. Yes. And so then you see on this timeline, like how God has never failed you. And how he showed up, even in the worst little hash marks, even in the things that you're not proud of, or even in your mistakes or your missteps, it's like, he was always there. And that kind of history that you have with God, he doesn't just give you that history and not take you someplace greater. So when you're tripping about your future, you're like, nah, but you have my past. So like, obviously you're leading me here because you've been leading me the entire time. Right, right. Right. And I love what you're saying. Like that, that is so powerful. Cause I think we do this. It's the self-sabotage pattern that you're highlighting where it's like, Oh, I'm going to work out tomorrow. And then you're like, nah, we'll sleep in today. Right. Or it's like, (laughs) I'm going to like not eat this thing. And then you like go buy it from the grocery store and fully stock your pantry with it. Do you see what I'm saying? And make it way harder for you to resist it. Or you say that you're going to 
you know, not go to these places that have a bad influence on you, but you start finding yourself over there. And it's like, we do this thing. And then we're like, why did I do that? It's like, we start and we stop and we start and we stop and you just give yourself whiplash, but never get anywhere. Right. right? Like you and I were talking about the choices. Yes. When the other night, yeah. you know, my husband and I, we had dinner yeah. and um, then all of a sudden I'm like, I want popcorn. Yeah. Like, I get it. I, I love popcorn. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but I just really want popcorn. You know, half hour goes by and I'm like, I, I think I'm going to make popcorn. You sure you don't want popcorn? He's like, nope, don't want any popcorn. And then he gets up and he goes, if you want to make popcorn, then just make it. And so, I'm, you know, by then it's nine o'clock. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I go to the kitchen and I'm like, what am I doing? I, I can't put any more food in my stomach. So I put on my shoes and I went out and walked for a mile. Yeah. And I was telling you about that. And you were like, yeah, that's like choices, you know, just like I used to get into a funk and it would be a week or two weeks. And I just kind of, like I said, I could just be in a fetal position all day <laughs> and, uh, on the floor, you know, just in a fetal position. Yeah. And, now, if I feel that funk coming on, I either go read something out of the Bible, put on music, listen to one of your podcasts or something yeah, and just get myself out. And that's a choice, you know, to lay down and, and not deal with it or choose to reach out to God and ask for help or forgiveness or praise them or whatever it is yeah it's, it's a daily hourly choice yes. all you make yeah i mean i i say it's the serenity prayer right like a day at a time step at a time a moment at a time it's literally that intimate in detail and it's like when you think about it even how courage code came to be it's it's really activating equipping and empowering people to choose courage over cowardice yes right like God doesn't create wimps. Like he just doesn't like he creates powerful people, right? Cause they're connected to him. Like he can't get any closer than living on the inside of you. You're not meant to be a wimp, <laughs> right? Like you're meant to be a really powerful person in the earth, right? And operate in his character and his nature and his love, right? And create really real change in the world. But we can always choose lesser things. Always. Like we have free will. Yes. The whole kingdom is at hand and we can choose it every single day or not. Right. And when we choose lesser things, we give in to lesser things and we weaken our will. But when we start choosing the things of God, he strengthens our ability to trust him and gives us a strong will, not being like strong willed in self, but being strong in him. Yeah. Yes. Right. And, and when you're strong in him, you're strong in the power of his might, right? Now you're not operating in the natural, you're operating in the supernatural. You're not operating just in your thoughts, you're operating in his thoughts. You're not just operating what you see or what you feel, which is always fickle, right? You're operating in your faith because you know he's going to show up. You've seen him show up, right? Yeah. His words don't return void. It's a promise. So like, I'm going for that thing. So boldness yeah. starts happening and building up in you, right? You start becoming confident in him, which makes you confident in you. Because mm -hmm. when you know you're operating in him, you can't fail. Yeah. Right? Like this stuff all builds, but 
it's from what you're saying right now, a simple choice, everything single day of who am I going to partner with? Right. Right. I'm going to partner with, like, I think of it like an instrument. So I didn't really play, play that many. I had a recorder <laughs> and I learned how to play piano, right? Like <laughs> I had this little recorder thing full of a bunch of spit <laughs> that never really sounded very good. And then I played the piano, right? But when you think of an instrument, I'm giving people flashbacks, right? When you think of an instrument, it doesn't play itself, right? Like the instrument isn't powerful by itself. It's powerful under the command of a master. Yes. And yeah. we, like Paul says, that we are to yield ourselves to God, to our master, to be used as his instruments. Like, can he play us, right? Like, can he use us however he wills? Like, are we available to be used by God, to create a God encounter for somebody else, to bring a word of encouragement to somebody, to pray and intercede in a situation that is possible and release possibility into that thing. Like, are we going to be an instrument that he can use? Or are we just going to go do our own thing? That, that brings me to um, my praying. Yeah. Um, because I read this book called the circle maker. Yes. I talked about this. And um, so I just got a little piece of cardboard and I wrote prayers at the beginning of the year. Yes. And pray and circle them you know, try every day. And, um, one of them just seemed like it was never going to happen. I mean, and I, it, it's like, thank you God for this happening. You know, I'm praying as if it happened. Yeah. Yes. The I felt at the, you know, between December and January yes. that this, was, that this was, you know, what I wanted for the year what I felt God was promising me. Yeah. And um, one was a family member had divorced. They have a little one and it just seemed bleak. You know, they were parent co-parenting, but that was it. And I would circle that every day. Please restore their marriage. Please restore their marriage. Had a few like sidetracked. If it's your will, please restore. <laughs> out and I'm like okay no 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 it's gonna work and they are back together working on their marriage and literally I just it just didn't seem like it was gonna happen but um so you know just things like that just praying and believing yeah. what God promised now some things may not end up the way you're exactly how you're praying it but in the end, it, you know, God wants what's best for you. Yeah. And, so, you know, some of them may be answered in different ways, yeah. but um, in the end, they'll be answered. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking, I love giving visuals because sometimes it's more powerful. Like when you don't know the power of prayer and I've been there, right? You're kind of like, eh. you know what I mean? Like you just don't give it any weight, but there's two things that I like to think about. One, it's like, there's got to be consistency in prayer because we don't know the level of the wall that's been built, the obstruction that is there. So I think about consistent prayer, like dynamite. Okay. Yeah. Like you're literally going to blow up the wall or whatever the obstacle is. Right. But it's like, you got to get a certain amount of power operating those prayers. So sometimes we say something, there's no like passion behind it. Sometimes we say it and there's like zero faith or like <laughs> actually not even in belief at all that that thing's going to happen. 
sometimes we're praying, but we're not releasing God's truth and promise into the situation, right? There's so right. many things that can make that prayer more powerful and explode the wall. Right. Right. So like prayer consistently leads to this dynamite, this explosion. Like it's actually dunamis power. It's like this power of God that like blows up whatever the obstruction is. But then I also like thinking about getting so, so clear on what the obstruction is. So I call this like being a sniper in the spirit. Like I want to hit and get it every time. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's like, that's what I think about. I'm like, I, I don't want to have to like build to that place where it's like, I finally hit it. I'm like, I want to nail that sucker, right? Like whatever it is. So when you think about getting to the bottom of it, it's like, what is operating that's not of God? Name it, pray against it. Like then you're actually like literally nailing that thing, right? So think about prayer. Like it makes it way more practical and intense in the best way right? Like you're committed to getting this breakthrough. You're committed to getting this transformation. You're committed to seeing God's promise come to pass. Like you ain't moving. Cause if you give up, the enemy wins. Right. Right. I'm like, no, no, no. Like know the enemy don't give him more like room. Right. But know your enemy so that you can fight and win. Right. And it, it feels like the closer I get to a breakthrough or the closer I'm like, getting it, you know, closing the gap between yeah. me and God yeah. is the enemy just keep coming at you. And yeah. as long as I know that that's what's happening, yes. you know, reflecting the arrows. Yes. It's such a good point. Such a good point. Cause I think that this happens and we're like, Oh my God, am I off the path? Did I miss it? Right. But whenever we are close to something, the enemy usually tries to give his last hurrah in and it's like a series of attacks. And we're like, what in the world, right? But instead of being like, what, why is this, you know, attack here? Like, what's going on? What am I doing wrong? Which would be the human element of that. It's, oh, what am I about to break into? Because that is exactly what I'm going to do. Right. Right? Like, you, you come at me this way, I'm going to make you limp back. It's basically what's happening here, right? Like, I am going to go harder because I know I'm onto something at the intensity of the fight. Right. Right. So that is okay. If my armor is out of place, I got to make sure my full armor of God is on correctly. Right. And really see something. Am I in the truth? Do I got the, tr the truth on? Am I walking in peace? Because if I don't have peace, I don't have power. Right. right. Is my identity, <laughs> am I covered? Right. Like, do I have that breastplate of righteousness on so that those arrows can't get in? Because if I don't have my armor on, that stuff will happen. Right. So yeah. every attack, it's like, ooh, like an opportunity to get stronger in something and go harder at something, mm -hmm. right? Go stronger in my faith, go stronger in my courage, go stronger in my prophesying, go stronger in my prayer life. But the tendency is the enemy. And then we shut up, <laughs> we isolate, we shut down and we don't get the breakthrough. Right. Right. But it's like when you know that's going to happen, it's not to freak you out. It's so that you stay strong and that you stay in training right. and that you surround yourself with people that are doing that, too, so that they can pray and intercede for you and cover you. It's almost like when you're in a battle and somebody else can like shoot the enemy that you can't see. It's a great thing to have in your corner. Right. Like metaphorically speaking, of course, like <laughs> so good. So good. So I want to hear, too, I, I know that you can't put it maybe in three lessons, but if you could at least pull three, what are three things that you've been taking away just from being 
in the mastermind? Like what has God been doing? Oh, um, just, uh, one growing my confidence mm -hmm. in being able to speak what I think, yeah. uh, and you encouraging me to do the pot or the, well, not the podcast, but my posting, you know, I know, um, it may not resonate with everybody, um, you know, but it's that one person that it speaks to. Yes. Um, and um, just the community of, of people, um, just that there are a lot of people out there that are struggling or trying to um, have a better relationship with God, you know, I'm not the only one yes. going. Um, and then just, you know, just um, encouraging each other. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, to me, that's rare, right? Like it feels like in so many places you're in competition with other people or, you know, there's comparison or, or there's something that gets you distracted from being able to have genuine community and have these people that write you down on their prayer list every day. <laughs> to make sure they're covering you. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, it's rare. It doesn't feel like, you know, like on, on uh, social media yeah. where it's like, Hey, I did this. And you're one upping somebody else, you know, yes. um, it's not like that at all. It's, no. Yeah. It's just, and, and it feels in witnessing it, it feels like somebody else's win is your win. Right. So, right. And that's the coolest thing. Yeah. We're all, we're all here to do the same thing. Yeah. You know, turning people to Jesus and, yeah. you know, having a godly life. Yeah. And it's really not for our purpose. It's doing God's will, you know, yeah. giving him all the glory. So good. And that's yeah. something that you do, strangely enough, like, you know, you would think, oh, well, you can just go to church for that. Or you, you can just, you know, read your Bible. But it's like, can you, like, has that worked? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I went to church growing up, but I didn't learn yeah. what, what I'm experiencing now. Or like, I went through programs. I went through many churches, actually, didn't learn what we get to learn and operate in now. And I think about sometimes just reading your word, like, it's one thing to be reading it, it's another to actually apply it and live it in your life and actually embody it. If you don't see a whole lot of people walking that out. Right. You know, right. Or if you don't have anybody covering you or advising you or somebody that can help you unpack, let's say it's a prophetic word. How do you know that you're aligning and tracking with, right? Like, so it's just, there, there needs to be a space for this. And I think it's so, so interesting that there aren't many. Right. 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 So it's so powerful to hear that like, this is yeah. a space where that's happening. So glad that I didn't keep throwing you in the trash. <laughs> how rude. <laughs> I kept going, how rude is this woman keep sending me all these emails? Like, well, you ask God to send her. So I don't know. Like, it's just, I mean, all the stories I'm not even, I'm grateful for every single one. I'm just so in awe of how they happen. Like I know because I pray on my I pray on my side to be an answered prayer. 
right? Right. And to be courageous about whatever God would have me put out there so that it can answer a prayer, right? So that's always how I know who a client is or who the right fit is because it's an answered prayer, right? Like it's just God, right? And it makes it so powerful because then you're like, oh my God, like how in the world, like he's perfectly orchestrated every single detail that matters to you. And it's the coolest thing. And he does it in a way that doesn't make sense. Like, I think you probably heard Rachel talking. She was like, was that this networking event? There was this weird girl. She was talking about God. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's just funny. I'm like, in hindsight, I'm like, oh, he's the coolest. Yeah. Love it. So I want to hear too, like, what has he been building you for and getting you excited about in your future? Can you tell? I, I feel like um, sometimes I'm scared to say some prayers out loud. Oh. And I feel like like something's coming down the pipe soon. Yeah. And I may feel like it's a bad thing, but um, I know in the end it's going to be a good thing. It's just getting through it. Um, and then with, um, you know, I, I love my bookkeeping clients. Yeah. And um, so I know there's certain ones that I'm going to be with for a long time. And yes, thank you, ladies. <laughs> you that are listening, I'm not like cutting you off. Um, <laughs> there's, I know that there's people that I can reach and help and coach through things. Um, and especially, you know, I always thought, oh, but how can I coach people when I'm going through a mess or, you know, my life is a mess or whatever, but it's those experiences that make, you know, I could learn about something, Mm -hmm. search it, read all the books I want, but if I haven't been through it, it doesn't, you know, it's like having sympathy versus empathy. And, you know, I, uh, you know, if you lose a child or a parent or something, I haven't gone through that. So that's really hard. But, you know, with relationships and hard, you know, struggles in your marriage and stuff, um, that's something, you know, I've had experience with. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to getting this coaching in the right direction, let's say. Yeah. I love. And what is it about coaching would you say that you love so much? And like, why does that make a difference? Because I know we work together one-on-one. How is that different than being in a mastermind or a program, right? Like what are, what are the benefits that you get from that dynamic, that relationship? Um, I, I do better with one-on-one and it was like with Shelby, when I was going to get on that call and I'm like, ah, I just don't want to be talking to all these people. And it ended up just being Shelby and I, and she's like, you know, saying, you know, one-on-one is, it's so much easier. um, And just, I, I love helping people and inspiring people and seeing them succeed and um, in whatever it is that they're, you know, trying to work through. And um, I don't know. It's just, you know, I've always been, I've been a people pleaser, but this is different. 
This is helping. I'm not doing things to make them like me. I'm helping them to like themselves or their relationship or whatever it is. Yeah. And you're a product of the product. So what is it like to receive coaching? Uh, I, (laughs) I, uh, I love it's hard for me sometimes to ask for help or to be vulnerable. So that's something I like about the one-on-one and um, being accountable to someone like you'll say, okay, you're going to do this, right? (laughs) And uh, I'm like, yeah, I'll get to that. (laughs) And then I hear you in the background and, you know, so, and, and, and you're always so confident in me. Mm-hmm. Um, that helps build my confidence too. And you're, it's not like you're telling me what to do. I should clarify that. You're not telling me what to do. I'm saying this is what I should do. And you're keeping me accountable to doing what I know I should be doing. Yes. To do. So yeah, yeah coaching is, is great. And even getting to like perspectives that you couldn't get anywhere else. Like I love to think about it. Like there's just some things that we can't see about ourselves until somebody's able to hold it up. Right. Right. Or like give you a different way to view something. Like if, if you're only viewing it, let's say it this way, if you're only viewing it from a lens of pain, that perspective of like a lens of like how God sees that. Oh my goodness. Like it totally transforms what you just went through. And now you're not stuck in a pain spiral for months, right? Now you have God's perspective and now you can start moving back into forgiveness and empowerment and freedom again, right? And that's just a shift in perception. Like that is a miracle, right? So when somebody can hold space for you and hold you accountable, that's one thing. But when they can give you a different reality to step into, yes, that is inspired, right? Like you're now able to move in the spirit of God, right? Right. And get a very different outcome in your life when really, like I know in different seasons, I've suffered way longer than I even knew. I just thought that that was the option. I thought it was suffering. It's like, okay, two things you had said one time, um, they're a hard person to deal with in my life. Mm -hmm. And so they come in and you're like, okay, what is this teaching you? Do it for the good. You know, what being, you know, this person that came into your life is butting up against you. Don't push back. Try to figure out why, what's going on and react. And the other thing, um, so my mom had had a stroke. And the first thing, you know, I'm like, God, why, why, why did she have the stroke? Why are you taking her away and everything? And then when I started, you know, with the mastermind, it was more of a shift of, okay, God, what do we need to learn from this? You know, with all my siblings and we're helping, you know, with the caregiving and sometimes there's tension and stuff. And it's like, okay, what are we each needing to learn about this? I mean, my mom and dad have always been there for us, you know, very independent and stuff. And now they're relying on us. So instead of saying, why God is this happening? Yeah. Like, am I learning and what can I do? Yes. 
So good. I had somebody say too, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast. I think it might've been on a social media post, but I had somebody say, I was walking through a very difficult situation, similar to what you just described. And there was no logic to it. Like it wasn't something that I could figure out on my own. I couldn't see hope in it. Right. So I couldn't see that this would like work for good in any kind of way. And I'm just trying to like process like the weight of that. Right. And I had a woman come up to to me and say, how wonderful that God is trusting you with that. And at first I want to be like, (laughs) ma'am, you know what I mean? I'm like, "Mm." but then I, it was a seed. And so I was like, oh, like, why might God be trusting you with that? Like he's trusting how I'm going to carry it, how I'm going to interact with it, how I'm going to process it who I'm going to become through it because we can walk through some things and they change us for the worst. Right. Right. So he's trusting that I'm going to lean into him and allow him to work this for good. He's trusting me with the people involved in this situation. Right. And how I'm going to interact with them Um, so much, but I, it shifted everything because it shifted me from feeling almost like victimized and powerless and hopeless to being like, Oh, like this is a different charge. Like God is trusting me with this and I'm not ready. Like I want to be found trustworthy. Like, how do I do that? Now I've got work to do. (laughs) Right. So immediately it shifts me out of being a wimp (laughs) and a coward. And now I have to choose courage, right? Like it is that choice. It is an option to choose. I have options about how I process this and how I go through this. I'm not guaranteed to grow through it. Right. Choose to, but I'm not guaranteed to if I don't choose that. Correct. Yeah. And this thing can crush me or it can strengthen me. It can enlighten me. It can empower me. But those are all choices. I'm going to have to work that process for that to be true. But isn't it awesome that God is trusting you with that? And I was like, wow. 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 So now I think about that with different things. Like I think about it, especially we're talking about coaching. I think about that in the work that we do. Isn't it amazing that God is trusting you with each other? Right. Like what? Like, I just think, I mean, none of it is like that never escapes me. Right. Because if there's anything that God loves, it's his kids. Right. If it's anybody that we need to be very protective of, it's people's hearts mm-hmm. and their insides, right? So it's like, that is something that God can heal you. He can grow you to such a place that you can be trusted with those things. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to grow up. Right. <laughs> you have to grow up and you have to, to choose these really hard things like it's not easy by any stretch right renewing your mind is not easy right it is a choice right learning to manage your emotions is not easy it's right uncomfortable actually especially if you've been a very reactive person it's very hard (laughs) and you can't do it I would argue you can't do it without God I'm looking yeah I'm looking forward to your uh (laughs) week mastering your emotions yes yeah. Free challenge. Shout out to that free challenge next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, on mastering your emotions. Courage. Big deal. <laughs> Big deal. Yeah. Encourage go huge deal. We just, we're not trained to do that. No, we're not trained to be powerful. We're not. 
I'm used to bottling up all my emotions and then like champagne. Yeah. <laughs> they all come out. I'm more like fireworks. <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> no, it's so true though. Like I, I was both one. I had suppressed them to such a point. I couldn't even cry for years of my life. Right. I was just like, we just don't do that. Right. No, you're just numb actually. Right. Like <laughs> you just ha haven't felt things. You're, you're only allowed to feel like three emotions. The rest of them, you just shove way down. They don't come up anymore. Right. Not healthy, but that was something that I learned to do to survive and live that way for years. Or we're taught to just deny things ignore them they don't exist when really they do right they're still bubbling on the inside waiting for that moment to explode right but we're not taught to feel them to process them to sit in them to unpack what's there that actually is a gift for us we're not taught to do any of that and when we don't the crazy thing is is that's usually why people are running in life when they're going so fast it's usually because they're suppressing emotion right yes there's like a direct correlation there because right? that actually, even when it's down on the inside of you, it's driving you. Right. And if you've stuffed a lot down there, you've got a lot that's driving you, but it's driving you in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. So true. Yeah. So yeah. good. So good. So I'm curious if anybody is considering, because we are launching the next round of the mastermind. So folks that have applied, they're going to start hearing as early as um, this week, right? So they'll already have heard by the time our podcast goes live, but we're actually starting the next round will start July 10th, but these next couple of weeks, people can enroll. So anybody that wants to enroll, that's considering it, that's maybe on the offense, you've been there. So what yeah. would you say? <laughs> Don't throw the email in the trash. Oh, uh, good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, yeah. In that it's, it, it's an investment in yourself. Um, with God um, and with the mastermind. So I signed up the, the three months, but then you give us where we could do it four times. So yeah. it's a whole year because um, there's so much information. You can only take in so much. Mm -hmm. It seems like I have listened to some of them twice and I've gotten different nuggets each time. Yeah. And there's just, it is just like other people have said, there's just really no price you can put on it. Um, and it's just been life changing. Um, just even just the whole mind changing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so powerful because we hear that, right? But we don't always live it. When you, if you can change your mind, you can change your life. We hear that. Right. I mean, it sounds good. Like logically that makes sense, but we don't know how to actually walk that out or we don't always see it happen. And when you start experiencing it firsthand, that's super encouraging. And then you start building that muscle and start creating a different life. And then you wake up one day and you're in a new life. Right. What? Right. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> what might that be worth to you when you've been like bound in things and, and really need freedom or breakthrough or transformation like what might that be worth to you right right yeah it's priceless, priceless. And you never know unless you jump right yeah. like we all have to jump I think I shared that the other day about like Steve Harvey's message like every successful person has to decide 
with this parachute that you've got on? Are you going to jump off the cliff? Are you just going to watch people do it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which one are you going to do? Like, I, I love telling people, right? And whenever we're jumping, like we're God's next success story. Yeah. Right? Even if you're in process and it doesn't look successful, well, I'm his next one, so you better keep watching. <laughs> right? I love it. So I want to ask too, this is one of my favorite questions to ask because what people say is so good. So <laughs> she's like, oh no, what are you going to ask me? And I'm waiting for <laughs> Yeah. So the question is, okay, at the end of your life, many, many years from now, and you've also completed all those 60 things, right? But many, many years from now, <laughs> you can't take anything that you've built here. Okay. So you can't take anything. So if you have all these degrees, books, like whatever, whatever you've created here, your homes, like whatever that stays. But what you can give people is a word of advice that would change the entire course of their life. What would you tell them? Okay, I came prepared for this question. Yeah. <laughs> you um, cheated. Did 30 days of faith walking course. Oh, so good. And on day 28, you had asked this question. Can people live in my faith? And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? You know, and um, so when... I had listened to some of your podcasts and I knew this question. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> she's like, I've studied you. <laughs> exactly. And um, in that, at that time between Christmas and new year's, when I do all this, you know, mind stuff, where do I want to go? I had written a letter to God. Hmm. And so I'm just going to read this. Yeah. So, because I feel like this this is answering that question. This is how I want to be so that people can live in my faith. I love. And this was my letter that I wrote January. Okay. Um, Let this be the year, Lord, that I completely surrender my life and my will to you. May I be the person that when people see me, they know I am your daughter, that they can feel your love for them shining through me. Let this be the year, Lord, that by my example, my family understands that they are loved by you and that they surrender their lives to you. And let this be the year, Lord, that your path and purpose are so clear that I follow it and accomplish great things, big and small, all for your glory. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> That's what I would want to leave that if that's how I live, people could live in that, in my faith. Yeah. In that way. Oh my goodness. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. That's amazing. So, and I love that. I think part of what you're saying too, is inviting people to answer that question, right? Can people live in your faith? And like the way to give context to that, it's like people live in your influence, whether you're aware of it or not. So like, are people living in your fear? Are they living in your pain? Are they living in your trauma? Are they living in your unhealed wounds? Are they living in your chaos and these patterns of sabotage that you have? Are they living in your addiction, right? Are they living in your anger? Think right. about that. Or could they be living in your faith, right? Could they, could they actually experience something so different from you 
that their lives would be radically changed because of it. Transformed, deeper than just tra changed, transformed, right? Like now they would be somebody that gets to walk in wholeness. They would get to be somebody that gets to walk in freedom. They'd be somebody that can walk in purpose and vision. They'd be somebody that can be a powerful force in the earth, right? What? Like, what if you could be a catalyst for that? And even thinking about things, that's whatever you're here to build. So it's like, it's building your relationships. It's building your business. It's building your book. It's building your, your message. It's building your nonprofit, whatever that is. That is something that by faith, it was established. And now right. people can live in it and experience. So even in the example, you're highlighting the 30 days of faith walking program, right? So for 30 days, we walk through the rule and reign faith walker manual. Yeah. And everybody had the opportunity to build their faith. By faith, I created that. Right. Right. So you were living in something that didn't exist. Right. Right. Which is God, right? With God, we get to partner with him to pioneer things that don't exist. And so that is an invitation, right? Like, can people live in your faith versus any other thing? Can they live in your faith? I love that. That is so good. <laughs> How did you come up with that? That is so good. <laughs> it, you know, it just popped into my head because I, I listened to a podcast and I went, okay, she's asking the same question at the I end. It, I mean, it's just a good question to your yeah. point. It's like when you evaluate, sometimes when you have to think about death, it makes you look at your life different. And the fact that I wrote that letter at the first of the year, and it's, wow, it was just, you know, perfect. Yeah. That's how I want to live the rest of my years. Well, just I just want to affirm you and honor you because that is how I see you living, right? I see your beautiful heart there's so many people that don't have a heart that is as pure as you and it is just truly a blessing to to witness how well you love people and how hard you've had to learn lessons in love to love yourself so that you can love other people right yeah. so so powerful and how honoring you are of other people you are so aware of how you can serve them well and, and to bless them and any opportunity that comes, you, you make sure that you're available from it for it. And if you were to miss it, you still correct it and you make it right. And you don't miss future opportunities because of it. And I think it's just truly beautiful what you are courageously facing in your life, what you are willing to sit in that's wildly uncomfortable and this beautiful path that you are on where you are taking truly every single step in step with God. And it is opening up so many possibilities that you probably couldn't have thought of or imagined on your own. It's inviting you into a very different future than you would have without him. And he's truly going to bless you and blow your mind in these great things that you're going to do with him. Right. So I just release this word over you that, you know, God, therefore you shall be strong in him and do great exploits. That's his promise to you. And that for sure is what you are doing and what you will continue to do. And it's just such a blessing to be on this journey with you and get to do life with you. I'm so glad you took me all the way out of the trash. <laughs> and then we get to do life together now. It's such an honor. It was funny because I, I I searched for Juliana in my emails and I'm like, oh, look at all these in the trash. 
your own folder. I'm no longer the trash folder. It's been upgraded. <laughs> well, how can people connect with you? Um, uh, I have an Instagram. Okay. Um, I do like my, you know, marathon training, but even if you aren't a runner, <laughs> I don't push that at all. Um, it's just kind of my journey and it's Susie S U S I E Q. Um, 26, the number 26.2. I love it. You see what it, you did there? <laughs> it's so fun. Big name growing up. And then I, you know, I'm on Facebook, the right. roof, R-U-E-F, and then Sharpelow, which is a long name. I'll <laughs> add it. I'll you, add it. We'll, yeah. we'll make sure. Support her. Love on all these brave posts that she's putting out in the world. <laughs> Thank you. And Love yeah. It. Courage Co. Yes. Courage Co. Thank yes. you for being brave with your life and sharing all that you did with us today. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop, literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses or the God's Vibes Mastermind where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. 
you will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.